This is the Health to Your Health and Wealth Show. Show me the money on My Talk 1071 with guests from Health Foundations Birth Center and ClearStub Financial. Let's learn something. And here's your host, Miss Shannon. Yes, good morning and welcome to the Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. I am Miss Shannon, always so excited to have our rotating panel of experts come through and give you some information and just want to remind you that this is real world, real talk advice. And if you're wondering, hey, I meant to learn more about this. I don't know if it's something that I really need to hear. You can always listen to it. And then if it's not for you, pass it on to somebody else in your life that maybe needs to hear this message. And that's what we do here on the Health and Wealth Show. And helping us with our physical and mental health, our friend, Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic. Hello again, Dr. Amy. Good morning. I, um, you know, I'm, uh, I thank goodness, because last time you were in we were talking about perimenopause stuff and i'm like okay that super relates to me today we're going to talk more about pregnancy which i hope does not relate to me i'm like (laughs) you're past that point i am past that the oven is closed as i like to tell everyone (laughs) you know i got my kid to 13 and i'm well done but my younger sisters are still in that exploration process with their in, in their life so i always like to talk about these things because i don't want them to have these same misconceptions that I had when I had my son. Because there were a lot of things that I'm going, well, this process is just supposed to suck. That's what I always saw on television. This is the part there where it's painful, it's uncomfortable, it's this. And you just get stuck in this mindset of it's supposed to be a drag. Right. Right. And you do a lot to dispel that mindset. Yes. And I think today, you know, we are going to be talking about... Should I detox before I get pregnant? Mm -hmm. You know, I talk to lots of people about preconception care, but, you know, I talk less about preconception care and more about fertility. Oh, okay. Because Mm -hmm. oftentimes people don't think about necessarily the health aspect until they get pregnant. Right. I mean, sure, sometimes people think about the preconception and think, okay, I'll start taking a prenatal vitamin, which is great. You absolutely should be doing that. But there's so many other things you should be doing. And so um, we're going to talk a little bit about a detox today because it influences, you know, so many things about not only your pregnancy or not only about getting pregnant, but your pregnancy and then your baby's life and your kid's life and how that all evolves over time. And you can be part of the Health and Wealth Show just by calling us 651-641-1071. If you ever have any tips, tricks, experiences, those kind of things that you'd like to share with the rest of our My Talkers, again, give us a call at 651-641-1071. The other reason why I really appreciate whenever you and I get to talk about the process of fertility is one of the things we've mentioned on previous shows is we really don't talk about how difficult it is for some families out there. And because we don't talk about it, you feel very isolated and you feel like you're doing it wrong or there's something wrong with you and you don't get resources or ask for other opinions or talk to other people. And it's a very, very difficult and often depressing situation for a lot of people out there. I think sometimes it can feel very isolating. Right. And um, very emotional, right? Because we only have our cycles once a month. Right. And if you think about that, that's on average once every 28 days, Mm -hmm. you know, give or take. But um, that also means that there's a long waiting period till the next opportunity. Right. And then there's a lot of buildup and a lot of anticipation and excitement. And then with a negative pregnancy test, you know, then there's that letdown and disappointment. And, you know, there's so much that plays a role in 
and getting pregnant and fertility and babies. And some people, you know, and then and then you have friends who are think, well, I drink the water and I get pregnant. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And so you're like, what's wrong with me? And we're going to say, you know, there may not be wrong with you, right. anything wrong with you. If there is something, quote unquote, wrong with you. You could, there's resources out there and people that can help you get those those things course corrected. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when I talk to people about preconception and fertility and getting pregnant and staying pregnant, you know, I often approach it to the way that it's a lot of information gathering in the beginning. And, you know, I can't tell you how many women I talk to um, who've maybe been trying to get pregnant for quite a while, six months, 12 months, 18 months, two years. And they say they've gone to see providers and or maybe um, a smattering of providers. So um, maybe you've done some things here and other things in another provider's office. But don't always even sometimes cover the basics. You know, right. fertility is more than a hormone level. And I, I really want women to hear that because, you know, yes, we do have to understand our hormones. We do have to understand how that's operating. But. You know, your provider should be talking to you about what do your cycles look like? How long are they? How long do you bleed for? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you get cramps? You know, what happens? Do you have breakthrough bleeding? All of those pieces. But then, and what we're going to talk a little bit and what encompasses today is fertility is a whole person, a whole body experience. It's not just your period. Okay. It's not just your LH and FSH and estrogen and testosterone and progesterone because if you are on your fertility journey you know exactly what all of those words mean right and what you're looking for and um that hyper focus yes those those do need to be in range but we also need to look at everything else that's going on in our bodies to make that best environment for pregnancy that best environment for that baby and that best environment moving forward not only for you but you know this baby, future babies, whatever that looks like. Well, we've talked about in general detoxing and detox diets before, because that's definitely one of those things that you see in a lot of headlines right yes. now. Should you detox? What kind of detox should she do? What celebrity is out there with some fancy new detox that I haven't really heard of? And and I think that a lot of us are almost numb to the word detox now. Yeah. And I think... Um, <laughs> for lack of a better description, I feel like I get the eye roll. Yes, yes. When mm-hmm. I talk about... Have you considered detox? And they're like, oh gosh, we're going to go here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I go through preconception planning or with um, couples who've had difficulty getting pregnant, you know, detox does come up on that on on that list always because we are, you know, our exposure to toxic chemicals in our environment is ubiquitous. Right. You know, it's everywhere in our lives. And if we're specifically talking about prenatally and when we're trying to get pregnant, you know, it's documented. I mean, this is not like guesswork or anything. It's documented that the chemicals we're exposed to increase the risk of childhood cancers, mm-hmm. increase the risk of um, altering and decreasing male sperm quality, mm-hmm. you know, it's documented that it can, you know, influence the developmental stages that a baby goes through in your belly as they develop. And I'm not, you know, this show today is not meant to scare you. Right. But it's meant to kind of say, hey, 
you know, we're going to talk about easy ways to think about cleaning up your environment. And then we will for sure talk about a little bit more what an intensive detox looks like. But even small changes that you can make can alter, you know, what that looks like. The other reason why I was excited to talk about this is that I was just looking through another comedian girlfriend of mine, and she had a bit a couple of years ago because she was in the midst. She was about six months pregnant when she uh, uh, had this one. And she was, you know, like me, you know, got pregnant later in life, wasn't really planning on it and everything kind of worked out. But one of the things she talks about in this bit is about how. Nobody really told her what to expect. Like none of her friends had had kids. She's the youngest one in her family. So she didn't really have this idea of it. And one of the things my friend Don mentions is you have to go cold turkey on all of these things in your life. And how, <laughs> how difficult that was because she wasn't expecting it. And so people had not had the conversation that you're suggesting today going, yeah. no, let's let's wean yourself off of some of these things. Let's talk about how these things um, affect you and how they might affect baby. Because, you know, she wanted to do what's best for the baby, but she didn't know all these things were guarantees or were such a concern because she was just living her life, drinking coffee, doing whatever she did, all the other things that they say, don't do this when you're pregnant. And yeah. then all of a sudden you got to stop. Cold, yes, right. cold turkey. <laughs> turkey. Right. Yes. And, you know, sometimes those wonderful pregnancy hormones can help make that cold turkey a little easier. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It is an abrupt 360 change for some people. Right. That can be very difficult. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you know, when you think about leading up to getting pregnant, ideally, that's a three to six month process. Right. So think about it this way, partly because it takes that long to kind of make some of these changes. Right. And it is easier if you can ease yourself into it. And if you can make some of these um, changes we're going to be talking about today over the course of time. Also, the life of a sperm is three months. Okay. So, you know, if you are looking to improve sperm quality, it's going to take time. Okay. You don't just start taking a multivitamin. <laughs> You're like, boom, magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's exactly. like the sperm are shining. Right. <laughs> they are such better soldiers now. Thank you to yes. that syndrome. So, no. <laughs> um, so, you know, taking all of that into account, plus it takes time to build up those good, you know, stores, to get things out of your body, to, you know, make that environment. If you think about our lawns, right, you want it to be lush and green and, you know, vibrant and just healthy. You don't want a lawn with crabgrass and weeds and brown spots here and there. (laughs) It's kind of the same thing about thinking about making our environment really healthy for that baby. Right. So we're going to go to our first break. When we come back, we're going to give some more information on who, how you should detox, detox as you're moving into pregnancy, courtesy of our friend, Dr. Amy Johnson grass from health foundations. Also want to remind you, you can be part of the show. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the health and wealth show. Welcome back to the Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. You can also find us at MyTalk1071.com. Make sure you also download our app. There's some great resources in that as well. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Dr. Amy Johnson Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic. And we are using that dreaded D word, that detox word again today, just demystifying that again and specifically letting you know some information on how this can help you on your fertility journey. So if you have any questions, call us at 651-641-1071. Okay, so the first thing I want to just kind of think about is, you know, what those toxins are to start with. Okay. So if you think of our lifetime as childbearing people, 
We have a lifetime of exposure to different chemicals and toxins. And you might think, oh, I don't, you know, we live in our house. I don't work in a job where, you know, like I'm in a factory or I eat organic. (laughs) Yeah. So, but the reality is we are all exposed to chemicals on a daily basis. And, you know, when we look at it, it's likely between 20 and 40 on average. Mm -hmm. So it's the foods that we eat. You know, we don't think about necessarily, you know, how our food is grown or what's sprayed on our foods or the preservatives that are put in our foods. Those are all chemicals. And unfortunately, you know, in our current climate, you would think, so I think people have a blind truth and faith that what's on those shelves is okay to put in our bodies. Right. You know, in a grocery Mm -hmm. store, that's not the case. There's lots of chemicals and lots of things that aren't good for us. So that's your exposure kind of with your food. You know, think of all of the things that you put on your body when you get up in the morning and get ready to go. Right. You know, whether you wash your hair, the soap you put on your body, the lotion, if you put on makeup, lipstick or chapstick, if you use perfume, whatever that is. Okay, just think of all the things I just named. Right. And then you make your way through your house and the soaps that you use, the cleaners, you know, all of those things, the the dishware and the pots and pans that you use, what's, you know, what what's those on things them? are. And then you go to work, you get in your car, you know, you have all of the just living in the city in general or in any sort of urban area. You have all of this that's around us. Right. So there's not an argument that we are not exposed to those things on a daily basis. Then so we have our body burden that we just grow up with and it kind of accumulates over time. Then, you know, when you think about getting pregnant or in that beginning of pregnancy, there's that additional kind of, even though it's your daily, it's that, that chemical or those toxin burdens that you get then just with your daily living right? that exposes that baby. And, you know, a lot of things that I don't think people realize is in pregnancy, you know, those toxins often are released in our body in a different way, partly because of the process and the hormones and all of those things. So babies can be exposed to them at a greater rate. Oh, okay. And, you know, yes, there's um, the chemicals, you know, that we're talking about, but then there's also things like heavy metals and heavy metals, you know, can cross the placenta and get to the baby. Mm -hmm. So they're actually getting those, you know, heavy metals. And a lot of times people think of heavy metals as in vaccines. And I don't even want to have a vaccine discussion today. But we're talking about the things that they go, don't eat this. Like when I remember them telling me no sushi, stay away from your matcha. Maybe there's the wrong this. Like there were lots of. Yes. Those things that were on so my list. So there's lots of heavy metals in our environment is kind of what I just want to say, because I think people only associate it with the vaccine part, but that's not the case. That's why we tell you not to eat a lot of fish in pregnancy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Fish have a very, very big um, metal load. So those those things can cross directly through the placenta into baby and have that developmental effect. Right. So really what we want to do and and you know so we're talking about that with baby but we're also if you think about fertility you know some of those things like pcps and dioxins and all of those things you know they're what are called endocrine disruptors okay and our endocrine system is our hormones Mm -hmm. so it's going in and disrupting our hormones and so when people are having a difficult difficult time getting pregnant and sometimes when we look and say oh everything looks great i don't understand why i'm not getting pregnant 
that's why things like this are important. Right. Right. Because there's all of these little disruptors that are going in and can be playing a role. Mm -hmm. And even if everything looks great, you know, it might not uh, be off the charts, but it's playing enough of a role that it's it's influencing your fertility and being able to get. So that little speed bump might be enough that it's derailing your process a bit. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so, and if you think of it, I just want to give you this number kind of as a, as a point to kind of just say, you know, this environmental working group is a group that we're going to be talking about today, just about foods in general, but they did a study and they found that 232 toxic chemicals were in the umbilical cord of newborns. Oh, Okay. That's a lot lot. of chemicals Mm -hmm. for a baby that hasn't even emerged and is living in the world yet. Right. And so, you know, we hear about that downstream effect where we inherit from our grandmothers and our mothers and us and our children will inherit from that whole downstream effect, you know, to really, you know, think about what that means. So. That, I just want to delay the kind of the groundwork because right. I, I feel like, you know, we talk a lot about detox, but we don't really talk about what that is, what that means. And people are like, oh, yeah, chemicals. Um, so I think some of those numbers help just say, oh, OK, well, this is maybe a little bit about how it works and why it's important. Well, is it also a matter of, you know, there are a lot of, you know, just guidelines that we have from like our environmental protection agency or other food guidelines. It's just saying that those guidelines are fine, but they still might be too high to make your process as smooth as it could be. Absolutely. Okay. And I think too, you know, surprisingly, we know as I, as I always prepare kind of for this show, but also just, you know, information in general for our patients you know, the American Colleges of Obstetrics and Gynecologists, which is kind of that golden rule, right? Right. They even have come out, you know, with a statement about this, talking about the toxic load and burden, and that this should be part of prenatal care. And, um, and you know, when we think about it, how many, how many of you out there have talked about that with your provider? Right. I remember I didn't talk that, about that with my provider at all. No. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, even if it's not necessarily an in-depth conversation, I think just having that awareness, if if we had these more aware awareness of what's going on, I think we would see a societal change in general. Right. Because we're not doing it from a position of, wow, wow, mom or potential mom, you are bad. Look at you and your coffee. No, no. No, we're going, no, this is some information that can help you along the journey. And I think that that's part of it, too, is that we don't communicate it as how can we make this as how can we arm you with as much information as possible to be able to traverse this journey well? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I completely recognize some of the things we're going to start talking about today are may not be doable for you. Right. And I like that we're talking about it from a male perspective as well, where we're saying, no, this is some things that maybe you need to do as well. It's not all on mom. Yes. (laughs) Right. So I hope people heard that loud and clear. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many women or people who want to get pregnant come into the office and talk to me and they have put out tons of money, time. They've put their bodies through this amazing journey. And I ask, so um, do you have the semen analysis from your partner? Right. And there's a pause. The what? (laughs) Like, no. And I'll never forget. This was probably about 10 years ago. There was a woman who was trying to get pregnant for probably about two and a half years. 
gone through IVF and, and all of these things. And she came in to talk to me and I asked her, has your husband had a semen analysis? And she said, no. And we said, you know, I ordered it. We sent him in Mm -hmm. and it came back that it was actually the semen analysis. That was the issue in the picture. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just remember the look on her face thinking, what? Right. Are you kidding me? I was carrying all this burden myself. Yes. And And no one ever talked to me about this. Right. It was so simple. So simple. And so, you know, I do see that still, you know, from time to time that that piece is a little bit forgotten because they're so hyper-focused on the person who's going to get pregnant. Right. And so if you're hearing this and this is you, take stock and say, hey, has my partner gone through their health assessment as well? Because it's not only the semen, it's again, it's this whole body approach to health. Right. Well, we are going to give you some more specifics on whether you should detox as you're going through your fertility and pregnancy journey, courtesy of Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health. Welcome back to the Health and Wealth Show here on MyTalk 107.1 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon here with my friend, Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's uh, Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic. And we're laughing because I had had like a non, like even not anything specific, like related to uh, anything that we normally talk about on the show like a general hey i got this weird pain symptom thing <laughs> that when i looked it up on webmd like we always do or something it's like maybe it's a tumor and dr amy's <laughs> like it's not a tumor it's probably this thing and i went okay it's not a tumor and then i went and i got an mri and all this other stuff to make sure it wasn't a tumor and it's what dr amy told me six weeks ago it probably was anyway <laughs> And that's why we're laughing because I'm going, I got this thing. She's like, they're probably going to say it's this. <laughs> like, right. And it was. And so I encourage everybody, if you ever have any questions and you're just like, I'm ruminating over this thing, um, especially because a lot of what I had said with this particular thing is one of the things we talk about, Dr. Amy, is eh, I'm just getting old. You know, <laughs> I'm just getting old. This thing, oh, Corey, I got this weird thing going on with my leg. That's what happens when you get older. And so you yada, yada it away. Uh-huh. Um, instead, uh, so I have learned so much from you over the last few years of you don't always have to just accept Yes. Something. Yeah. If it feels like it's wrong or if it's inconveniencing your life or if it's making it, you know, if you have to think about it throughout the day, that's mental capital and resources you could be using on something else in your life. Oh, I love that. Right. Yes. So the fact that I'm sitting there going, I wonder if I have restless legs and I wonder if I have this. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder when I can just go and find a practitioner and ask the right questions and then have them come up with a plan. Yes. <laughs> that's so much better. You Absolutely. Know? Right. Then it's done. Right. And it's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's like, okay, we have a plan. Okay. Now I'm gonna go see the physical therapist for like, you know, Three, yeah. four months, because they were very honest. They were like, this is more it takes of a... time. Yes, exactly. That's what they said. Go, ah, it's a nerve thing. It takes time to get there. It yes. takes time to fix it. Right. And yeah. so I'm like, cool, I got it. All right. So I think that in general, whenever we're talking about a lot of these things, going back to what you just said, it takes time Yes. on a lot of these things and going, all right, it's fair to go, here's a plan and a strategy. And here's when we check in and what those, as we put it, those smart goals are like, what's the measurable outcome? What can we get to? What can you do? Yes. To feel, you know, to be empowered about this journey. Absolutely. 
Yes. <laughs> I love that mental <laughs> mental. Yes. Yeah. My mental real estate, there's only so much of it. There's only uh-huh. so much. And you're wasting it sometimes Yes. on things that you can just go, okay, I have a strategy on that. I can use that time. If nothing else, being able to be present for your kids or at your job or for your, your partner, all of these Absolutely. things that you don't have enough space for. If you could take care of some of these little things, you know how many times I would woke up in the middle of the night and went, let me look at one more, let me Google one more article. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I could, maybe if I Google this one more time, and I'll if, get an answer. <laughs> and if it is a tumor, how long do I have? Now? Exactly. Cause clearly it's a tumor. Uh, so, it's always a tumor. It's always a tumor. And it was not a tumor. It was this, I can't even say it. You told me what it was. I, I had him write it down and well, I was good. like, that's the thing that Dr. Amy that's said. <laughs> so if you have that thing in your life, Calling Health Foundations, Birth Center, and Women's Health Clinic is a good first step. So if nothing else, you can have someone help translate all of these things or someone help you go, how do all these things in my life work together to come up with the outcome and what I'm living with right now? And am I, we'll put it in quotes, stuck? Mm -hmm. Or is there a way out of whatever the situation is? Absolutely. And I think, yes. And I think, too, this is... This fertility detox piece mm-hmm. is a great example of that. Right. You know, it's a great example of, you know, especially in your fertility journey, if you're feeling stuck. Right. That us one thing of many that we talk to you about to kind of get out of that place and hopefully move forward. Right. Okay. So the next thing we're going to start talking about just some things that you can do to, you know, improve, talk about thinking about detoxing in general improving your toxic load okay okay here's the next eye roll that's coming it is go organic ah yes Mm -hmm. so you know we know that you know they're called washout studies so you look at what happens when somebody switches from a conventional food diet to an organic food diet Mm -hmm. and just in a span of a few days you can eliminate a significant amount of toxins from our bodies so if you think of that happening in a few days just think of what can happen in a few months right You know, years ago, you know, a lot of this could only happen through ultra expensive organic food. And people would automatically think about places like Whole Foods, Foods. Mm -hmm. that that was their only option. And Whole Foods is fabulous. Don't get me wrong. But there's lots of other options out there. So even when you go to Target Mm -hmm. or, you know, Costco or Sam's Club or Aldi or Trader Mm -hmm. Joe's, all of my local Hy-Vee, you know, yes. that I go to, you can, it is a lot. I remember when I went through the trying to figure out what things I really needed to go organic on. And especially yes. when I was going through the um, journey with my son, who I've mentioned before is on the autism spectrum. So, you know, I was at that process when we were getting his diagnosis years and years ago going, I just don't want to put anything extra in his diet because I don't know what's affecting what. And yep. he's not going to be in a position to be able to tell me I have a stomach ache. I have a sensitivity that I'd have to just like go based upon behaviors for so long. I'm going, well, let me just try not to put anything extra in. Yeah. And so I know from, you know, from experience, how much better our retailers have got about organic, gluten-free, dairy-free, any of those things that we have sensitivities for. Absolutely. It's a, it was very difficult 10 years ago. I'll be honest with you, but it gets, it gets better every year. It does. Mm -hmm. And it tastes better every year. Mm -hmm. You know, there was, you're right. 10, 15 years ago, it was Awful. Terrible. And when it started coming on the market, like even our, um, you know, brands that we know and recognize just on the shelves, when they started coming out with things like 
cupcakes that you can make in a box that right. are gluten-free. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I'm going to try these out and all awful. and feed them <laughs> to children and <laughs> see if they will eat them. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they started getting better yes. and nobody knew the difference. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my litmus test, right? Right. <laughs> if the children I'm feeding are eating it right. without knowing a difference, that's a win. You know, even if you go like, <laughs> and I remember... It was really expensive to transition all my flowers out and do all these other things. And now I have so many options. Like before it was like, you're going to have to do this and get better at it and figure it out. And it may be like cardboard, but stay the course. Things are so much more available now than they used to be. There are so many options. And even if you're not a, a fantastic, hey, I call myself a great home baker, a home cook, there are options out there for you now. Oh, absolutely. And if you're thinking, okay, how can I do this in a little bit more of a streamlined fashion? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm going to go back to this environmental working group we talked about earlier. They have what's called the Clean 15 mm-hmm. and the Dirty Dozen. Right. So it's a shopper's guide to really pesticides and produce. Right. And um, it can help you think about, okay, even if I can change these 12 foods in my diet to think about going organic to start, um, that is a great start. Right. And so to kind of be thinking about that way, when we're thinking about organic, people think about foods in general, but I really want you to think about what are you putting on your body, cosmetic Body products, personal care products, house cleaners, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, You know, we don't have to be using all of these really harsh chemicals in our household. Right. And it can be, you know, vinegar and water. Mm -hmm. I think our grandmas use that. (laughs) (laughs) We can figure it out. I was just talking to a retailer with some different skincare products and things and, and going, how did you come up with that idea? And, you know, and, and it's funny because I've been, again, I use my, my son as the guinea pig you yeah. know, on the stuff in the house. So I started and been using those shampoo bars and things like that oh, going, yeah. yeah, just to see again how, and I, everybody, I just want to remind you, I'm a single mom with a special need kid. I do not have money to be throwing at stuff. So I am very particular yeah. about what products that I use and all that stuff and how I can rearrange my personal resources to have certain things happen. So I get it. It it sounds crazy expensive. And these are, you know, but I find different sales and this is when there's a, you know, this thing so that you can do it. It does take a little homework, though, sometimes. It does take a little bit of homework. I think this environmental working group is a great resource. Mm -hmm. They've got great articles. They even talk about things like things to think about with your cosmetics, things to think about with your body care. So they they take that guesswork out of it a little bit and give you some food for thought. Right. Um, to, to how to make some of those transitions happen. And remember, you know, part of the reason that we talk about taking a little bit longer to think about getting pregnant is so you have time to make these changes. Right. Because sometimes I think people get information. I see this when we do tests at the office as well especially things like food sensitivity tests and, and people get all of this information and then they think, okay, I've got to start it right now. Right. And I just want to remind people that, you know, this is information to be taking in to digest and then make your plan. It doesn't have to happen all at once tomorrow. Start day one. Right. If you can and want to do that. Fabulous. Mm -hmm. But I find the capability of most people, including myself, that would be almost like blow my mind, stress outside the box. And yes. then I'd be like, oh, 
what? Right. I agree with you. I, 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 I have to throw everything out, out, everything in my cupboards out, everything in my medicine cabinet out, everything in my. No, what I uh, what I did, and again, because I had good counsel yeah. like you, Dr. Amy, that said, no, as you restock, then you add these things in. And I did one thing at a time. Yeah. You know, one thing, you know, one little project at a time. And then over time you go because then you get to actually see if it's making an impact. Too. Yeah. Yep. And um, and just think if even one thing can decrease what is going in your body. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So that means it's a good change. Right. Okay. so think about those those organic things in your life. Um, Check those out and see if that's something that is a possibility for you. Right. So the other piece is you can support, you know, our bodies have a built in detox system. Mm-hmm. There's lots of different systems in our liver and all of these things um, in our body that work to naturally detox the things that are going in our body. You need to just support those. Right. And so, you know, really thinking about, you know, those good things that you can have in your diet, mm-hmm. again, which you can start with things like that um, environmental working group lists. Um, but that help support those natural detoxification pathways in general. So things like leafy greens, mm-hmm. quality proteins and fats, um, berries, good ber- fermented foods, things that really feed our bodies. You know, when I talk about grocery shopping, we talk about shopping the perimeter of the grocery store. Because right. when you think about it, that's where all of our whole foods are, right? Our fruits and veggies, right. our meats, um, all the dairies and kind of the cheeses and then all the junk is in the middle. Right. And sure, we still have to get some of that stuff because that's where our breads are mm-hmm. and our grains and stuff. But if you're mostly shopping in the middle of the grocery store. Right. That's also one thing to take a look at and see how you can change from shopping in the middle, to shopping on the perimeter. Right. And then finding, you know, I again, you know, I, I get there's other things that you can put in your house to make your life easier, especially if you're not a hey, I'm a cook, I'm a this, I'm a that. And we're not encouraging you know, like I tried this. Hey, I'm going to make all my products and got myself a Morton and Pressel. I'm going to make all my own skincare products. I am not saying you have to do all that stuff. Oh, I tried no. it. Failed. Like, I was like, I did it once. I'm like, I'm not doing this again. Thinking but, about it would make me fail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I have just figured out some other things. And you can do that, too, to go, how can I still make this workable for myself and my family? And how do I learn to do these things? And those things can be fun. You know, we're not trying. I don't want anybody out there to sit there and go, this is a burden. It doesn't have to be a burden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we're thinking about some of these changes we're talking about with the detox, you know, this is very important, you know, to get pregnant and in your pregnancy. But the reality is these are lifelong changes because this means then that environmental toxic load for your children will be less. Right. And it means for their children will be less. Right. Because we're passing this on from generation to generation. And so these are just really lifelong changes you can make to only better your whole family's health. Well, we are going to go to our final break. And when we come back, what are we going to close with? We're going to talk a little bit about um, just looking at your needs for a detox. And then what if you want to do something that's a little bit more intensive? Okay. You can also be part of the Health and Wealth Show. Welcome back to the Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. also want to encourage you to grab our My Talk 1071 app. We appreciate you wherever you listen and however you listen. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic. And we've been talking about that detox aspect as you're going through your fertility journey. 
Yes. On, for males and females. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is not just, you know, you and your partner should be doing this together um, because making a baby is 50 50. And so it's just not completely one person that needs to be healthy. Right. Both people need to be healthy. Um, and so the one thing I do want to just bring up, and then we're going to talk a little bit about a little bit more intensive detox is as part of the detox process, when I talk with couples, we really say, okay, we need to look at your health and see if there's any sort of issues with your health that need to be part of your detox. Fair enough. So a big part of that for me and that I do a lot of is food sensitivity testing Mm -hmm. because we all have to eat. Right. And if the foods that we're eating are not making us feel well, increasing inflammation, you know, all of these things, food sensitivities can look different in everybody. It's huge. It's huge the difference that we see. And so that might be, it might even identify that you're gluten intolerant or dairy intolerant or whatever that looks like. Um, we talk about nutrient deficiencies. So part of a detox is more supplements because, mm-hmm. you know, even if you're not, even if you take a test and you aren't like deficient, but you're not at an optimal level, right? sometimes that makes just that bit of a difference mm-hmm. with your fertility and how you feel. Um, you know, we talk about no fat versus full fat for right. women. You know, how, how a difference that can make. Um, in your hormones you know we talk about blood sugar we talk about inflammation we talk about are you eating enough protein Mm -hmm. you know all of these things go into talking about a detox so it's not just kind of a i mean you can i guess but it's not just a prescription to say okay here's a plan two weeks go right yes you will benefit from that but not as much as if you can take kind of whole stock in what's going on with your body and i think whenever we you initially hear about detox, you think of what am I eliminating? You yes. don't think about, well, what should you be adding in or replacing? Yes. Right. Absolutely right. It's not just the taking out. Right. And, you know, I always say we are we are living at what we feel is our norm. Right. Oftentimes through a detox, you know, people find that they feel so much better. Right. And then all of a sudden, that's their new norm. Mm -hmm. And you're like, whoa, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Whether it's energy or sleep quality or whatever that is, you know, going through that detox can make a big difference and say, wow, I feel a lot better. Because there may have been something that was weighing you down that you just didn't realize. You'd been doing it forever. You're like, this is how life is. Absolutely. Fair enough. Okay, so we talked just about just a few things that you can do, like with the organic foods, taking stock in the chemicals around you, really decreasing your load, you know, looking at um, what your health needs might be, you know, supporting your natural detox. But, you know, I do talk to couples about doing a more formal detoxification. Okay. So generally what I've found is sometimes you hear two weeks, sometimes you hear four weeks. Mm-hmm. What I've found over time is people are really successful with two weeks. Okay. And if you want to do longer, then we talk about what that longer looks like. And sometimes depending on your health issues, sometimes we talk about if longer would be beneficial. Okay. But in general, two weeks, I think, is a nice plan. Right. I want to make sure that people understand you don't detox while you're pregnant. Right. Okay. You do not want to go through a detox or 
um, you know, do kind of this intensive plan while you're pregnant because you never want to mobilize all of those toxins while you're pregnant because that means that baby is just exposed to right. all of those things that you're releasing in your body. And you absolutely do not want that. Mm-hmm. So, again, this isn't a preparation type of a planning. Um, so when we talk about detox, we do address all of your individual needs. So we, we look and see if there's deficiencies, if there's things that you need to be changing, but a detox in general really should be a clean diet. Mm -hmm. So we take out all the allergens. It should be supplements that support your natural detoxification pathways in your body. Okay. And you need to be having a bowel movement every day. You need to be really well hydrated because here's the thing. And, you know, oftentimes you hear people say, oh, my gosh, I did a detox and I felt so horrible. Right. Well, people feel horrible when they're doing a detox and they're starting to mobilize all of this stuff in their body, but they're not getting it out. Right. Then it just kind of like pools in your body and you feel so cruddy. Mm-hmm. You know, your joints hurt. You're tired. You might feel nauseous. No, no, no. Right. So all of these other things have to be in place in that two to four week detox that you're doing to make sure you're not only mobilizing, but you're getting it out of your body. So do people often, if we, so so we talk about hydration a lot on this show when you're on, (laughs) um, do you usually go, let's get your water and your hydration up to speed and then kind of lead into this thing sometimes just to make sure that they're not. Is it easier for people to kind of pyramid up sometimes on the detect? Okay. We actually, I have a complete handout that I give people that says preparing for your detox. Mm, mm -hmm. Because there's a preparation phase and then there's the (laughs) detox phase. And the preparation phase can be different for everyone because in that prep phase, we talk about hydration. Right. We talk about no caffeine. Mm Mm-hmm no alcohol, you know, all of those things. We also talk about the tools that are most helpful. So a blender is really nice to have. Or, you know, we talk about taking stock of your kitchen and, you know, how easy or difficult that might be to make some of these changes. Right. Because, again, that's how you set yourself up to be successful in this process. Right. Um, And so, you know, especially if you're a person who drinks a large amount of caffeine in the day, it's going to take a little bit. I, I, I would recommend mm-hmm. weaning, not just going cold turkey. Because you're already going to maybe feel dramatically different during yes. the detox. So you don't want that caffeine headache and everything else going on. You oh want to be caffeine gosh. cranky. Caffeine I have friends crash. That are, I, have, yeah, I have friends that are like <laughs> super caffeine people. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. I've seen them when they didn't have it. I'm like, oh, you are come the, back a bear. Come back to see me in two to three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you are a bear. I get it. <laughs> Um, so, you know, and it's giving yourself time, you know, we are such a society that's so immediate that we like, okay, this is the plan go. Right. And if you have the ability to do that, that's great. But the reality is to really, again, be successful and make these changes does take a little planning, does take a little preparation, does take a little bit of a lead up. So, so really give your body some grace and time to be able to do that. Right. Well, I appreciate you sharing all of this information. So we're going to wrap up here, but we want to remind everybody that they can contact 
yeah, health foundations, if they have any questions in general. So we encourage you to call them at 651-895-2520. You can also go to Dr. Amy's website at healthfoundations.com. And you have lots of resources there, right? We have blog posts, everything else. We do, yep. And we've got stuff that you can read about all of this online. All right. Well, we will see you in a couple of weeks. Next week, we're going to be joined by our friends from ClearStep Financial. We're talking about what boomers should do as they prepare. Important holiday PSA. Do not sleep on Old Navy's Jingle Jammies. From iconic plaids to candy cane stripes to merry elves, Old Navy has every festive pajama print for the fam at prices that would make even Santa jealous. Want to match everyone in Buffalo checks, even your dog? Go for it. Sorry, not sorry. But these PJs sell out fast. So pop by an Old Navy store or visit oldnavy.com.